0: Money and building wealth are such taboo topics, and they have been for decades and centuries. We've come a long way over the last decade or so, especially for us women. However, we as women still feel somewhat uncomfortable speaking openly about money and wealth. My mission is to bring forth a new conversation, a different conversation, all about money, business, and creating wealth for the compassionate, convicted, and connected woman. This podcast was created so that you have the space and the place to begin to unravel everything you believe to be true or not true about building legacy wealth through investments and business. Welcome to Keep the Change Podcast, changing the world one spare coin at a time with Coco D. Keep the Change Podcast with Coco D Building Wealth Intuitively. Today I have a pretty cool question, actually, that was sent to me via email from one of our listeners. Thank you so much. How do you set up cash flow businesses? Now that is a really cool question because, you know, as you know, cash flow businesses is something that I speak about quite often. And it's something that really does allow you to build wealth quickly and also builds strong foundations because especially when your businesses are across multiple industries it really gives you that breadth of security when one industry may be suffering you're not really emotional because you know you have money coming in from other streams of income that may not be affected by whatever is happening in the economy if you take covid for example good old covid uh it affected some industries negatively but affected others very positively so having a portfolio of cash flow businesses across different industries is is pretty cool. Um, it allows you to really ride the swings, the ups and downs in different ways. So how do you set them up? The question was very direct and said, you know, do you just outsource everything? And then it becomes a passive investment. So let me just address, firstly, the word passive. A lot of you who have followed me for a long time know that I really do not like the word passive because I do not believe that any investment or any business is passive. All businesses require attention. And so the the money that you make from these businesses becomes residual. There still needs an element of your energy, even if you're sitting on the board and you have board meetings every month, you still need to be active so that when you turn up to your board meetings, you understand exactly what's been going on. You have the finger on your finger, not the finger. You have your finger on the pulse with your businesses. And that requires you to have a level of understanding of what what is going on in those businesses. So that's why I don't believe that anything is passive. Everything requires your attention. Everything requires your love take it kind of like a relationship. If you have a relationship where you are passively showing up, how do you think that's going to go? Not very well. So the same happens with your business and your investments. Your businesses, your investments still require your attention and your love. And without it, well, you know what? They won't grow or they will grow. And sooner or later things will happen where it will affect the cash flow that's coming in. So please remember that passive income is not really something that's real. Residual income is more the word that I like to use. So that addresses that part of the question. So to answer the remainder of the question, which is, do I just outsource everything? Look, it really depends on the industry and the business. Is the business a startup? Is the business something that I've purchased? Those two are really important to understand because if it's a startup, am I part of that startup phase? And if I am, how much time is it going to take of mine? Does it then take away from my other ventures? If it is a a business that I have purchased, then again, what does that require of me and what stage of maturity is the business at? For me, with all of my businesses, I tend to, and again, this is how I do it, doesn't mean that that's how other people do it, but this is how I have found that works best for me, is I do immerse myself in the business initially, so that I really get to understand the dynamics of the team, especially if it's something that I've purchased, where are we going wrong, where are we are going right, and really assessing what needs to happen moving forward. I typically put in place a 30 and a 90 day plan, so that we know exactly where we're going. Then the plan evolves based on the results that happen after the 30 and 90 days. Yes, I will say that I do mostly have people and teams in place to run those businesses. I have moved... away from being the doer. For many years I was the doer, but now I tend to be the person that works on the business and not in the business because I find that if I was the person working in the business, I wouldn't be able to have the businesses that I have today and the the breadth of businesses that I have across the industries. You cannot be the doer in multiple businesses, let alone in one. It's hard enough, let alone in multiple. So, do I set up teams? Yes, I do. Do I have teams in place? Externally to each business, like an accountant, like a mentor, uh, like a broker who then work with each of those businesses, definitely it is key to have the right teams in place to assist you and support you. Because even if you are CEO, you still need support yourself. So cash flow businesses, in my opinion, are amazing for wealth building. And if anything, I think they're they're great foundational ways to continue to build wealth, especially when you can purchase a business that is already making cash flow. It means that you're pretty much jumping ahead of the startup phase. Startups can be firstly, very exhausting. Secondly, capital intensive, and also they take time. Even if you are getting an upswing into a a, a new market or the economy is really favoring that industry, startups are very, let's just say, I don't want to say hard, but they are very time consuming and all-consuming really. So what can you do if you are looking to establish multiple or let's say even one cash flow business? I really recommend that you spend time in the business so that you can understand it top to bottom so that when you are working on the business, your team cannot pull the wool over your eyes. You understand exactly what goes on so that if a manager or a doer operationally tell you that something hasn't been done because of X, Y, Z, you know that that cannot be true. You know how to fix that. You know what to put in place so that they overcome the hurdles. If you haven't done the doing, it becomes a lot harder to provide suggestions to provide solutions to problems. So that's why I always say, having skin in the game, spending some time on the floor with your people will always make a huge difference to how you show up in the business. Now. Some people will tell you differently. This is just how Coco does it. This is what has worked for me in the past. And this is what has continued to work for me right now. Flow businesses are definitely, in my opinion, the way to go for building wealth. And there are so many available opportunities out there currently that are on the market and also that you can start. So give it a go. Cash flow businesses is a big yes for me. Thank you so very much for listening to this episode and for coming along for the ride that is wealth building. It's a wild one. Now, for all the information we spoke about, please refer to the show notes. Remember to leave a review if you feel called to. And if you want to soak up more and lick my brain about business and legacy wealth, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Come and join me on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me under Coco -E E. See you soon.